Amen. So let us turn on our feet. Turn to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which. Uh, prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Abalumi kumina biyokuwa kunyulisoka, chenvu dembe gairida aboru ganda, uloksa sila kwa katonda, okuwanga yemibili jamwe, sadake namu, entukuvu esanyusa katonda, kwekweleza kwa mokuwa magezi. Sote mufanya njizibuanga nge mirembe jino, na yemu chusibuenga ulokufula magezi gamwe amaja, May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. We are going to share from this sermon that is called God's power to transform. Now, this word transformed, I looked up in the dictionary yesterday when I almost lost track of the time. Okay, let me come skip some line. It means something that is changed is to be changed. Transformed, made different than what it was. It's been its character, and everything has been changed in it. That is to transform. Amen. To transform is to be changed to be yes to be changed from one condition one character to another that is transformation amen and i think I'm thinking this morning in Genesis 1 this world was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the earth nothing but a complete chaos. And when this world was in that condition the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And the entire picture was changed from a total chaos to a garden 
of Eden. That is transforming power of God. That can take something that is nothing and make some, something wonderful out of it. God is transforming power. Isn't that wonderful? What a beautiful thought. Amen. So that we should make every sinner to have hope. After all, if God has such a power that can transform something in chaos, something that where darkness is mixed with light, the water was mixed with land, everything was in chaos, and the Spirit of God moved upon that deep and organize everything together and quicken everything every seed, every attribute every potential and he manifested it quickened it and made a beautiful garden of Eden and made a wonderful paradise by the power of the Holy Spirit that is how much he can transform a sinner crooked with a chaotic character and make a wonderful character make you in the image of God a daughter, a son of God oh glory be to God Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. That is good news. Amen. To me, that is good news. And anyway, the gospel means good news. Praise be the name of the Lord. Therefore, he created by his word. He sent his word. So all the seeds that he had placed upon the earth, he formed these seeds, seeds by his word, his own word. For there was nothing else to make the seed out of. For there was no nothing else to make the seeds out of. He had placed them and they were beneath the water. Amen. Amen. They were beneath the water already. He just said, let there be And let there be this. Praise God. When that chaotic world was on, the seeds were already beneath that confusion. Praise God. He had placed them there. Amen by his word. And in this moment of creation, he just called them out. Let there be this. Let there be this. Let there be this. Amen. Now, God in 6,000 years had planted all these wonderful seeds. Oh, he had spoke his word. It shall be this way. This tree shall be. 
This shall be. Everything was perfect. It was just good. And he commanded each one of these seeds that they would be. They would transform themselves into the plant of which kind of life that the word of God had spoken in them should be. Even it was an oak tree, it was bring forth an oak. It was a palm, it was bring forth a palm. Amen. Amen. Because the great creator had just, sent, had just sent forth his word and the word seed was there before the seed was ever formed. Do you know the word is a seed? So it was there before their seeds would be formed. When we talked about seed, when we talk about 6,000 years, you see the Bible Bible says that one day is 1,000 years in the sight of God. And 1,000 years is one day. So if God created the world in six days and each day is 1,000 years, that makes 6,000 years. And uh, he Place the seeds in there in the ground there by his word. By his seed word. Remember, we have a sermon that is called the spoken word is the original seed. In other words, the word seed. Being the original means all the other seed came from it. All the other seeds are offsprings of the spoken word. Because you know the seeds were in the ground but how did they get there? The word of God went there first. And the word of God being a seed. Because the master the masterminder God planned everything. It, he had everything in his mind before the foundation of the world. He had this finger tree in his mind before the foundation of the world. He had the monkey. He had everything in his mind. He had the butterfly in his mind. He had everything in his mind before it was made. And now he sent his word 
to make those seeds because they must come from the ground. Like a farmer who plants seeds in the ground and wait for the atmosphere that will bring them out. So he sent his seeds there and they waited for that time. And now the Bible says in the beginning the world was without form and without that is the chaotic condition that it was in and God and the spirit of God covered in another place brother Bram said that the earth was like a bleak a, a bleak desert yes a bleak desert amen but now the spirit of God which was sent from God came and hovered over that brick desert. And the spirit of God we know that is the logos of God. That is the son of God. Because in the beginning he was Elohim. Elohim. Elohim means Elohim the self-existent one. Now those vocabularies I know complicate their, their Greek words. Greek serving a, a written language they could find the particular words for the particular situation. Because now look God is an object of worship But even if you bring it in our languages You call him Katonda before he could he could not be katonda. But even in English, as an object of worship, before there was anything to worship him, he could not be called God. He becomes God after the creation that worships him. But before that, he was Elohim in Greek. Now, Elohim means the self-existent one. Now, self-existent means he lives alone and by himself. No one made him to live. He eternally existed by himself. Amen? Amina. I am not self-existent. Someone made me to exist. You are not self-existent. But God, no one made him to exist. So he is self-existent one. And the other meaning means he lives alone. He had no one else beside him. He was alone. And Brother Bram said he was like a great fountain of love, of goodness, 
of mercy, of life. That is our God. He's a great fountain of goodness, of love, of kindness, of mercy, of life. And he existed alone. He occupied all eternity. And now, when he started out, to the plan to create the first creation he was going to create himself. How can he create himself? Yes. Because the, the creation he was going to make was a creation that is in a form, physical form. Substance. Like this one. Like this tree. Like you and me. We are physical. We have substance on us. We are a substance. So, for him to do that, he had to have a a body also. From the other invisible to a visible body. A visible body. When he is in Elohim form, you cannot even see him. He is invisible. You cannot feel him. If he's around, you cannot feel him. But today, you can feel the presence of God. Because he condescended from that form that is invisible to the visible. And now that visible form the Greek also have a word for it. They call it the Logos. And the Logos means the Son of God. Why is, why is called the Son of God? Because he is an offspring of the other invisible form. In another easier language, it's called condescension. He condescended from the other invisible, infillable form to the visible, to the fillable. Form. So that's what I said. He was going to create himself. Now that visible, feelable form that I said is called the Logos. That came from God. That is an offspring of God. That is the body. The spiritual body of Elohim. Elohim. And he enters 
that body and he operates in that body and that body in the pill of fire body and that is what the bible calls the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God everything that was made was made by the word nothing that exists that was not made by the word he made it he made everything and for himself. That was the offspring of God. That was the son of God. Praise God. You say what about Jesus? Jesus is another stage of his condescension. Of the condescension of the same being. From Elohim to the pillar of fire which is Logos the greater yam that met Moses that form that pillar of fire that met Paul on the road to Damascus and how did he identify himself? He said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He is the angel who was with them in the wilderness. And remember God said, I sent my angel to lead you beware of him. That angel is there to be an enemy to your enemies. And he will be an adversary to your adversaries. And my name is in that angel. Who is that angel who has the name of God in him? Jesus said, I came in my father's name. So the name of God is in that angel. Is in Jesus Christ. We see him also in Revelation 10 and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. He is the angel of the covenant. He is the son of God. Jesus Christ has three son of offices. He is the son of man. When he was here, he referred himself as son of man, son of man. And he is the son of David. And he is the son of God. Son of, son of. When he is called the son of man, it means when he, God himself, comes in the form of prophet. That is son of man. When he is son of David, he, he, that's when he will come in millennium to reign as the king of kings and the lord of today, he is in the office of son of God. From the day of Pentecost, he is with us as the son of God in that form of the Holy Spirit in the form of the pillow of fire. So that son of God, that logos, that pillar of fire, that 
angel of the covenant came down and hovered over the brig desert. Brother Bram said, like a hen hovering over her eggs and making love over the eggs. So the Holy Spirit came and covered making love over this earth that was in chaotic condition. Isn't our God good? He comes and hovers over a chaotic condition. Praise God to make good out of it. And then he quickened whatever attribute whatever seeds we are laying in this earth because in that form in that uh, shape of the light of the pillar of fire Shekinah glory Logos, Logos that is the quickening power that's a quickening power. The way the Shekinah glory was in the Hall of Holies, when Moses' road was, uh, Aaron's road was put there, in one night, Though dry and dead, it was quickened in one night that it could it bow. Fruits put on leaves. Amen. Amen. That's what it is. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So the Holy Ghost now hovering over the earth. Like a hen over eggs. He quickened the seeds that we are buried in the earth. Bringing both together. Kalisham. Yeah, potassium, potassium, zinc, zinc, sulfur, sulfur, cosmic light, cosmic light, all of the sixteen elements, bringing them by that quickening power. And then Brother Bram said, "Then I can see a beautiful Easter lily come from the earth." And as he continued brooding, grass and other trees come out. He continues brooding. Then I can see birds flying from the air. continues brooding. Then I see animals come out. Come out. Then I continue brooding. Finally, I see Adam coming out. His body has been quickened from the earth. That is how the seeds we are buried in the earth by the word of God with the word of God is a seed but they waited for the quickening atmosphere for them to come out. That is how we are created and that's how this earth was created through that brooding came a beautiful garden of Eden. God is power to transform 
Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. There is a point here I want to repeat. It is so sweet to me. It's and the word formed the seed. Let me begin. Because the great creator had sent forth his word. And the word seed was there before the real seed was ever formed. You see, why this means a lot to me. Uh, I was preaching the spoken word is original seed. And I put it exactly like this. This is how I understood the prophet to mean. The spoken word is the original seed. I, I understood him to mean that the spoken word produced other seeds. That all other seeds are offsprings of the original seed which is the word of God. And because all other seeds are children, their offsprings of the word, that's why you can see a tree and study the word of God in a tree. No that's why you can see the sun and you see the word of God in the sun. The word of God is in nature because it has the characteristics of its parents. A child will always have the characteristics of the parents. That's why Brother Brown said my first Bible was nature. He could look at nature and see the will of God in nature. That's why in the old times before there was a written Bible men who were inspired could look at the stars and they see the word of God. And now it became so perfectly good that even when Jesus was born, those men looked at the stars and they could tell that a great gift, a Messiah, Savior, Christ, Christ is born and they followed the arrangement and the stars and they followed and followed up to the spot where he was and they could say we have seen his star and we have come to worship him looking at the star to know Christ is born those are people who didn't have the bible they didn't have a prophet. But they could see the stars. Nature was their Bible. Nature was their prophet. Because nature came from the word of God. It tells the will of God. 
You see how Brother Branham preaches. Birth. Death. And resurrection. Illustrating it from plants. He says. He says, Agamba. when a flower is born, it serves the purpose of God. It comes out young, tender, serves God's purpose. It serves in the weddings, it serves in, in, in funerals, it serves in different categories. Then finally, it withers and dies. And when it dies, it falls in the ground. Turns back to where it was. Just like we die and we go to the ground. Where we came from. And also the flower, when it falls in the ground, where does it turn to? To what it was before it was. Calcium, zinc, sulfur, whatever. Six elements. And then the plant will pick it up again through the roots. And then the next season, it comes up again. What is saying? What is it saying? There is life after death. So when the sun comes forth in the morning, it's like an infant born child. Amen. It is weak. It is weak. Uh, yeah, but it's steady. Like an infant that is born. And then around 10, that is when the child goes to kindergarten. And around midday, he's graduating. And he marries, he makes a family. And toward four, five, he's aging, becoming weak. And around between six and seven, he dies, goes, is buried. And we can't see him anymore on earth. And then he says there, we call him the late. And then after some big period, the same sun comes up again. And what is he saying? I was dead, but now I'm alive. There is life after death. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is the word of God. Praise God. Why? But now look at this quote. Because the great creator had just sent his word. And the word seed was there before the real seed was, was ever formed. And the word formed the seed. The word formed the seed. The word was there before the other seed for the word formed the seed. Amen. Amen. In quotes, he made the world out of things that does not appear. See, 
He made the world by his word. God spoke everything into existence. Into things that don't appear. Into, you know, what is the word? The word is a thought expressed. Word is a thought expressed. That's what you, you that's why you should be very careful by what you speak. Amen. What Amen. you speak matters a lot. And not only what you speak, but what you think. Amen. Uh, the angel of the Lord, when he appeared to Brother Branham, he told him, Tell the people around the world that their word, their thoughts, speaks louder before the throne of God than even their words. So be careful what you think. That's why the Bible says the way man thinketh, thinketh in his heart. That's who he is. If you think I can never make it, then that's what you go you are. You can never make it if you think that way. If you think, uh, I'm a sinner, I'm wasting my time in church. And you think that, and you think that, and, until it becomes a real, uh, an established thought in you. Then you are a sinner. You can just live here, straight to the bar. Because you've been wasting your time in church, you are a sinner. That's what your thought said. So be careful what you think. And if you think in your mind, I was never made to be this kind of a life. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I am saved. And I'm going to serve God. God, the rest of my life, I'm going to give my life to Jesus before this service ends. And from now, I will serve him until he comes back. Nothing can challenge that. The word of God, the thought is very powerful because the thought is the word. The word is the thought expressed. And the word made everything. Imagine. Now, we are children of God, right? We are children of God. How many are children of God here? If you are a child of God, that means you have the characteristics of God. Now, God thought the Son the moon, the trees, the insects, the reptiles, the animals, he thought you before you existed. Then he spoke and he believed what he spoke We come to pass. And it happened. 
You can also think evil. And it will happen. You can think good. And it will happen. Right? Your thoughts are creative, are powerful. So if you say I'm a child of God, I'm going to heaven. Today, I've decided to be a Christian. And I'm giving my life today. And I will serve Jesus the rest of my life. I am not going to hell. I am going to heaven. Nothing can challenge that. Brother, 33 years ago, I thought it that way one day. One good morning, I thought it that way. And I formed it in my mind. And I decided. Amen. And I spoke it to God. And I spoke it to men. And nothing has challenged it for 33 years now. And nothing will ever challenge it. I will serve Jesus until I die. I will never leave Jesus. I will serve him till I die. Praise God. Somebody, when I said it, somebody told me, when you, you will not even survive a week. Another one said, may I give him one month? So somebody was generous enough and he gave me a year. All that did not defy my thoughts. My decision and my confession. Praise God. And that means no devil in hell. That, that hell has no now devils to stop the power Amen. of my thoughts which is the power of my word. Praise God. I will serve Jesus until I give my last breath and I will make it to heaven because he said where he is there is where his servant will be. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the word was here before other seeds. Hallelujah. Ah, by the way, who formed that, that seed in me? It was the word. The word is the one which formed that thought in me. Praise God. Just as the word put a mango seed in the ground and put beans and granites and avocados and and jackfruits. And the forests. 
in the ground Mutaka. in the form in the form of the word, of the seed hallelujah amen amen so by the way yeah. i like this 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 thought this inspiration do you know because the natural seeds they are offsprings of the word you can look at the way you treat the way they are treated you see what happens to, to them when they are treated that way and then you will tell what the word will what will happen to the word when it is treated spiritually in the similar way? That is a law. You can't change it. You cannot pray until a law changes. Like one preacher said, get a seed. Put it on the table. Pray, pray, pray. Speak in tongues. Will it terminate? Why? It is contrary to the law. And the law is the word of God. It is contrary like a gravitational law. It's contrary. But put the seed in the ground. Once you put it in the ground, don't even pray. Will it grow? Will it grow? <laughs> yes, it will grow. Because you have obeyed the laws that God put in that seed. And those laws, they are word of God. So there are laws that we must know and work according to those laws. Praise God. If God said, I will bless the work of your hands. And for you, you pray. And you fast. And you speak in tongues. And you enter in the spirit. But you don't have work. Will you eat? Will you be blessed? Will you have an income that because you are so spiritual and you are close to God? No. You can't. Because you promised to bless the work of our hands. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you must work and then claim blessings upon that work. Hallelujah! Amen. And you do the right thing in the right way. Yeah? You do the right thing in the right way. Don't tell me 
me like I said some time back. You are going to cook tasteless katogo. So flat. And then you pray a lot. And then you fast a lot. And then you get a lot of customers. Because you are spiritual. No. That is contrary to the law. If you are going to be blessed, let the blessing teach you how to cook properly. You do the right thing. The right way. The blessing of God will teach you how to do the right thing in the right way. Be blessed. Brother Branham told Billy Paul, I wish you can be a preacher. But I cannot make you a preacher if, if God didn't call you to be a preacher. So even a son of the prophet, he can not just become a preacher because his father wishes. To be a preacher, it has to be a call of God. So however much I wish, it cannot happen unless God made you a preacher. There are people who wishes to be preachers. And they disturb, the, they disturb the pastor. Oh, Pastor Koro. A call is eating me up. A call. And to know that the call is... Whatever I'm doing is failing. Who told you that is a sign? Who told you God wants to use those who are failing? Failures! Failures! The call is eating me. But the person who is saying how the call is eating him, he has not even two souls he can point out and say, This one I brought to the Lord. This one I brought to the Lord. There is no call that starts in the pulpit. Speckled bad pulpit. Speckled bad pulpit. No, sir. You want to reap where you didn't sow. You want to stand here on this carpet here. And you show your call. Calls don't start from here. They don't catch fish on the tables. Fish are caught in the sea. In those muddy waters. Enter the waters. And we see that you really have a call. Noah didn't just go and stand by the ark and say, huh? No. No. Noah worked. He built the ark. I tell you, it is suitable for life. And a suitable ark for life. And he went in the bushes. Hallelujah. Night and Porogoma. And he called the lions. Male and female. And they followed him. And he made them enter the ark. And he said, And he went back. And he called that leopard. If you have a call on you, may we see leopards following you. May we see. 
Leka tulabenge mpologoma. May we see lions. Ziku gondera. Obeying you. Muchfocho kulia. Instead of eating you up. Ziku gobedera. They just follow you. No zileta muspekod bad. And you bring them a speckled bad. No zileta wane mpologoma. And you bring a lion here. Neturao. And it sits there. Mpologoma never tisibwa. And the lion is baptized. Tunja kumanya tomu sajari koko. You will know this man has a call in his life. Aitane mpologoma. You can cause lions. You don't show that you have a call when you're in the ark. No sange. No sange mpologoma no azaigiza. And you find a lion there and you call it. And you say, I'm called. Lions. Listen. Listen to the word of God. Lions say hallelujah. Because they are in a cage. You will think they have said hallelujah with you. Because they are in a cage. But to show that there is something in you supernatural. Find them in the the wild. That's where you prove whether you are called. I told the trustees to buy for me uh, portable speakers. We want to start evangelism. I myself will be there. Marketplaces, street corners, witnessing any young man who feels an eating call. There. Not here. You prove it there. From there, we bring you here. Hallelujah! But if it fails there, brother, Brother, it's failed. Things have failed. Brother, brother, things have failed. You keep saying amen. And occupy your day receipt. Hallelujah. I don't even know how I went there. Thanks be to the Lord. So, the laws, the laws, the law of reproduction is in every seed. And you can't make it bring it, bring out different from what is there. But what God put there. Praise God. What God put there. If you are a preacher, you were born a preacher. You don't just become. You were born that way. Amen. Amen. Said if you become a preacher, a minister, be best. 
But he said, if you don't become a preacher, if God didn't call you to be a preacher, you can't be it. I wish you can be a doctor. But if you become a doctor, be best. Be best. Hallelujah. Amen. Be best. There is a saying that tragedy is not man to die. But the tragedy is what dies in man when he is still living. Something dying. There is a level of preacher that is in you. But it is, it is dying because of the atmosphere you have put him. You have put him. Yes. There is a, a level of a singer that is in you. The quality of a singer that is in you. But that singer is dying because of the atmosphere where you have put him. There is a quality of an engineer in you. But that engineer is dead because you do not take him to school. Or you stopped somewhere where he cannot fully come out. You understand? There is a quality of a Christian that is in you. But that quality is dying because of the atmosphere. You have put him in a company of sinners. You have kept, kept him in a prayerless condition. He's not reading the word. You have kept him in his sin. Habits of the flesh. You spend a lot of time on the phone watching useless things than to study the word of God and to pray. You have you spend a lot of your time in Rugambo. Social media is Rugambo media. Social media. Media. Rugambo Mukutu. platforms. Mukutu Rugambo. Then to spend a lot of time. Studying the word. And pray. That's the, where you have put that seed. We have said you can look, you can study 
the characteristics of a natural seed to predict the spiritual seed to predict the fate of the spiritual. Amen. Amen. Get a good seed. Put it in a contaminated place. The goodness in it will never show up. It will die. All the attributes that are there will die. Get the word of God. Put it in a contaminated atmosphere. You are having friends. And all the time they are speaking vulgar things. Funny things. You yourself, you are ever listening to wrong music. And you are ever watching and hearing wrong things. That is putting the seed of God in a contaminated place. Brother Branham preached a message that he called Planting the vine and where to plant it. And in that he made a quote. He said Israel was God's tree that was in a wrong place in Egypt. It could not bear what was in it as long as it was in Egypt. And he read a scripture. I think it is in the book of Psalms. That scripture says. They were your people. And they were. In the. furnace of iron. And you got them out. And you took them to a goodly land. Iron. Furnace of iron. Furnace of iron. Imagine. These people. They had great and mighty attributes. Moses was in them. Joshua was in them. Samuel was there. Paul was there. Elijah was there. Peter was there. William Branham was there. I was there. Because we are all offsprings of the Bible, right? And the Bible was written by those people. We were all there. But all those goodly things could not come out as long as they are in Egypt. Every time they want to see their backs bent and a man standing over them bend, bend.
mass of iron. How could those good attributes come out when they are in that place? But God knew what to do. He had a goodly land for those seeds which had those powerful great treasure rebel attributes. That is the land that flows with milk and honey. The land of their fathers where they worship God in truth and spirit. Where they worship God in spirit. Where God's presence is. Where they are not ruled by demon possessed men, but they are ruled by the spirit of Jehovah. Where Jehovah is their king and not Pharaoh. So he picked them out. Those seeds carrying all those attributes and he carried them to take them to their land. And when they reached, when they came out, those demons followed them. God wanted them to follow them. Because as long as they are somewhere, they may be a threat. But God wanted them to die and to see them dying. Where they know now they are free and free indeed. So the demons follow them. The same men who have been whipping them they followed them to the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Israel saw them, they trembled. Brother, you may come from the world. You come here. And while you are here, you start seeing the demons. They've been troubling you with immoralities, with drinking, with lying. You see them coming, following you. Until you get scared. Did I really get saved? Will I even overcome? Those feral men also followed them. What happened to those demons? Hallelujah! They trembled. Moses stood and told them, Fear not. The Egyptians that you see today, you seeing them for the last time. You will never see them again. And he stood, he raised his rod upon the Red Sea. And it parted in Egypt. And they entered the sea. And they walked. They walked. The demons thought. They can follow them. I want to tell you there is a level in Christ Jesus. And a habit. A habit cannot survive. Hallelujah. Amen. The Egyptians. Where the Egyptian cannot survive. Bring that Egyptian. Tell that Egyptian to come. 
Muleta mumutego. Tell him in a trap. Jangu 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 jangu. Bring him in a trap. Abamu kumwe. Some of you. Mwazene nwade. You came with sickness. You're going to be healed from here. Yes. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. How many have testimonies? And you had a sickness that has troubled you for so long. And you came in one service. And that sickness stopped you. Raise up your hand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You bring Satan with you until he enters his death trap. Praise God. And the Red Sea means the blood of Jesus Christ. You see it is red like blood. So the blood of Jesus Christ is the red sea. When the devil comes with you and you enter with him in that fountain filled with blood that flowed from a mother's face, the devil can never come out. You will come out, but the devil will not come out. God habit will not come out. Glory be to God. And those taskmasters, they perished. And their bodies floated on the banks of the Red Sea. And Miriam got a tumbrel. And other women got tumbrels. And they were spent a they have such a praise and such a jubilee free and free at last there is power in the blood of Jesus fear not little flock it's your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom hallelujah amen fear not and worry not the one who served you the one who started a good work in you he will accomplish it he that began a good work in you, he will accomplish. Now they are on the other side of the Red Sea. On their way to manifest the Bible. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So where the seed where the seed is placed it matters a lot. Where the seed is placed it matters a lot. So where you put the word of God it matters a lot. That's why you must not forsake fellowship. Because the ground where the seed find the quickening power. It is where top three are gathered in my name. I will always be in their face. That's where the seed 
will be quickened every attribute to come out. That's why you must live a prayed up life. Because it is such a place. Praise God. Why did Jesus pray too much? Brother Brown said it was too that he may keep in good fellowship with the Father, the Spirit of God that dwelt in him. Why? Because that Father, the Spirit of God, is the quickening power. So, that's why you should pray too much. Whether you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you must live a prayed up life to live in the presence of of that quickening power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why it's your responsibility to run away from sin. Run away from sin because it's the responsibility of a farmer to remove the weeds from his garden. Yes. He must remove the thorns. He must remove the stones. He must soften the ground. That's why you must live a prayed up life. A repented life. Break that ground. In prayer, in repentance. Go and settle things. Go to the people whom you have offended. Repent to them. Repent to those lies that you have taught to those individuals. Repent the things that you have taken that don't belong to you. Repent. Put things right. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're doing that, you're breaking the ground so that the seed is living in a soft ground where it can absorb rain properly and where it can send roots properly. Yes. This is the gospel. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't think things will happen as miracles. Christianity is not superstition. It's a real work. It's a, faith is a substance of things up to fall. Amen. Amen. So superstition. And you're expecting to go to heaven and to go to the rapture and you're living in adultery and you're living in fornication and you're living in lies you're living in immoral life and corrupt and you expect to go to heaven? No way! 
The Bible says, work up your salvation with fear and trembling. And Jesus taught us the sower sowed his seed. And where they rested determined the harvest. The ground where the word of God is determines what will come out of that word. It determines. Praise God. Why did he teach that? So that we watch our ground. Because you are responsible for removing those thorns. Get a hope. Break the ground. If you can't get a tractor. But if you can get a tractor, just get a tractor. Let it and throw stamps on the on the on the surface and then break 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 remove those stamps remove those thorns those thistles gather them there burn them Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes to rain righteousness over you. How do you break your fallow ground? By repenting, confessing your wrongs, cleaning up, putting things right, put a mirror. God gave you a conscience. The conscience is to help you see where you are wrong. And be honest to your conscience. The conscience will tell you your thoughts are not clean. Your thoughts are wicked. Your conscience will tell you the way you have answered your husband is wrong. It will tell you God gave you a watchdog. To always warn you of the dangers. Hallelujah. Amen. So he will tell you the way you have answered your husband it's wrong. The way you treat him is wrong. That's not how daughters of God should treat their husbands. This deal you're making is wrong. 
the way you keep some money from your work is wrong. That balance you're keeping that is not given to you and you keep it and you pocket it because no one will find out. You are riding on the ignorance of it's wrong. The way you're using your phone is wrong. The conscience will tell you you better listen to the conscience. Brother Bram said, Brother Bram Nagamba. He was quoting some brother who said, some, some Negro, Negro brother, that uh, the conscience is like shafts on a wheel. You know, shafts in the engine. There is a wheel, and, the, and it has a manual. As it turns, it turns there. He said, every time you sin, your conscience will tell you, you're hurting me. It's wrong. Put the thing right. You refuse to listen to the conscience. You again do something like that. You, you disobey the conscience. That shaft breaks. And then another time, another one breaks. Another time, another one breaks. So, when the, when the all break, you lose the shafts. So that now the wheel will run like this. And it is touching nowhere. Because the shafts, the teeth are broken. So you remain without conscience. That's why they say the things that she does, it's like she lost her conscience. And it is true, people lose their conscience. They can lie and defend their lie and even believe what they have lied that it is true. No conscience. They can do dirty, dirty, horrible things. Very shaming things. But they come and sing a special. No conscience. Nothing can bite their, them. Now when you lose all those shafts, which is losing conscience, it means you have crossed the line of mercy. You are now heading for judgment. It means you can no longer repent. Because you can only repent when convicted. But now, 
Nothing can convict you any longer. Any the shaft cannot hold anywhere and bite and bring a sorrow, a sorrowful condition. So that is that's what it means crossing the line of mercy. That's where the scripture says, let the filthy remain filthy still. Now that is a terrible state for anyone to be in. You are living on earth, but you are just living, waiting for your place in hell. Because there is no chance for you whatsoever. No chance. Because you can only repent when you are convicted. And the shafts that bring conviction are all lost. So you do evil and even seek to defend it. To protect it, to hide it. As long as no one saw you, you are comfortable. You are okay with what you are doing. That is where the Bible says the dead living Amen. Amen. I didn't plan to preach this. If you, as we shall continue in other services, you shall realize that my sermon is completely very different. Yeah, but God has a reason why he has taken me this way. Let's be the name of the Lord. So, the way, what happens to the seed according to how it is treated is what happens to the word when it is treated in the similar way. Amen! Amen. And it's a responsibility of a farmer to serve his seed from danger. So it is your responsibility to serve the word of God from dying. And once it dies in you, it will be dead. You will not have life. Let us stand on our feet. Amen. Is there someone here with our heads bowed, eyes closed? Is there anyone here that want to say, I'm sorry, I have left my 
but from today I'm going to break this ground I'm going to repent of all these things I'm going to clear myself I'm going to remove the weeds I'm going to remove the thorns, the thorns. I want a soft clean ground for my seed let the Egyptians die in the Red Sea if you're here and that's what you feel raise your hand and let it not end at that you speak to the Lord tell him now start now Start now the work of breaking the, that ground, digging out the, 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 the thorns, the thistles. Have you laid your seed in a Prayerless condition. You spend all the time on the phone. And you chat and you watch and you do things that are not even right for a Christian. You have some crooked deals. Your conscience tells you they are not right for a Christian. But you have turned a deaf ear to your conscience. You have some relationships that you know. You don't need anyone to tell you your conscience is there to tell you that those relationships you have they are not godly they touch to hell they touch at the gate of hell Repent that now. Hide not from your conscious. But speak to the Lord. Confess those things. And where you need to confess them to the people that you have wronged you tell God your assignment 
that from here Lord I'm going to settle with that person I'm going to settle there and I'm going to settle there I'm tired I can't continue on like this the series is being suffocated the series dying If there be anyone here who has never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. And I have, as I have said, that you have power in you to choose what you want to be and nothing will stop your choice. If you want to choose to serve God to live for Jesus to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life will you come here for you that falls in that category you move out from the congregation come here we pray together he's waiting for you he has eternal life for you. God bless you as you come. If you are there, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come here. Come to the altar here. You who is confessing your faults, your wrongs. Continue on. Don't do it in a hurry. Oh, God bless you, lady. Any other person you want to accept Christ? Just bow down. And speak to the Lord. And tell him. Tell him you have been a sinner. But you have decided to accept him to be Lord and Savior of your life. And that you are going to follow him the rest of your life. God bless you ladies. Amen. He is here with his arms open. He is a fountain of of love and peace full of forgiveness kind to forgive your sins he knows your language he hears the words that you tell you speak oh God bless you young man God bless you, young girl. As you come, he's here. He's your savior. He is your God. He cares. 
He wants to save you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you life. Life eternal. Even you, brother, sister. Now, brother, sister. Who has lost your right footing with him? You have grieved his spirit. Your heart has become hardened. You're breaking the shafts of your conscience. He is still kind and willing. He has power to transform you. Just tell him. Tell him you're sorry. And make your decision that things are going to be different. Remember he said if it's your right hand that is offending you and it keeps making you offended. You'd rather chop it off. Go to heaven with one hand than to go to hell with two. Sure I must fight if I must reign. Increase my courage, Lord. 